and welcome to Inside Sports Dead in Gold uh, NRL podcast um, for round 26. Uh, my name is James Smith and joining me today is uh, Jeff Centenera, the editor of Inside Sport and uh, making a massive comeback off the bench. An Alfie Langer type comeback <laughs> yeah. I'd describe. Unbelievable. He's uh, Anthony Brand, the voice from Queensland. How are you, mate? Great, I'm good. It's, it's, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to be back on the... Uh, this, this, this podcast was your idea. It was. It, it was in, uh, I think it was back in round six or seven. You, you leant across the uh, the aisle at work and you said, Oi, let's do a podcast. And here we are still. Here we are, mate. It's been great. And you guys have been going well. I've been tuning in, so well done. <laughs> Sorry about all the, uh, all, all the bagging that we've done behind your back. We thought you weren't listening, mate. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's yeah. not a good thing to actually, you know, to, to broadcast something when you're trying to keep it behind their back. But, uh, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's rugby league, isn't it? That's right. That's the rugby league way. Yeah, so, so this week we're going to um, uh, have a talk about uh, kicking the season off in Perth next year. Um, and we're also going to have a, a bit of a yarn about what we all think is going to happen next week because it's pretty, pretty up in the air at the moment with uh, the games that are still to be played. Going to have a look at our hero and zero of the week. Um, our round 26 matchups, and um, Anthony, we've been doing this thing. We kicked it off last week, where we uh, asked Twitter uh, their opinion on something, and we got some great responses last week. So we, we've done it again, and, and we'll see if we agree with them or not. Good, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, boys, um, kicking off um, the NRL, kicking off its season in Perth. Um, it's been a bit of you know good comments about it, a bit of opposition. Um, what do you guys reckon, good, good or bad? I'm massively in favour of it. Yeah. I think uh, anything that the NRL can do to make itself more national is a good thing. I think Perth is, is, you know, it is an obvious kind of place to go. I mean, uh, you know, there's always been that, that thing out there. Should there be a team there? And, you know, the, all the problems that kind of arise with trying to kind of locate one uh, there uh, over the long term. But to try and kind of yeah, get the game out there as much as possible, I mean... It, a, a, a double header opener it seems to me an ideal kind of device to do it like you know they're gonna have the, the backdrop of the new kind of stadium out there uh, you know I like the idea of just you know kind of more double headers more magic weekend type of um, just fixtures to break up kind of you know the, the regular of you know kind of uh, week in week out and uh, maybe the best thing of all for you know in the context of rugby league is it, it, um, it you know hap- uh, Happening as it does before the AFL season starts, I think it kind of really steals a march on uh, on a very strong kind of AFL market um, with a good kind of offering when, when they put a good kind of good offering of a couple of good games out there. Yeah, and what about from uh, Queensland, Anthony? Like, um, you know, it must be exciting to you know, it's a bit of a triangle now, isn't it? Like with uh, Sydney and you know Brisbane and, and now Perth joining in. Definitely, I think it's a great idea. Like you said, Jeff, I think anything the the NRL can do to, to expand the game is a, a really good thing. Um, taking it over there, I, I do think, um, I mean, they, they got a decent crowd uh, for a test over there. Um, I think I think it's a good thing they'll turn out, and it's a great product. I mean, if you can get people to sit down and watch the game, um, they will enjoy it because it's a wonderful product. So I, I'm all for it, guys. Yeah, what yeah. about you? Yeah, I, just from a really cheeky point of view, it was great seeing the reactions of mm. the uh, local media really get riled up about the fact that uh, Rugby League is going to be opening this uh, stadium. That is a, that's a real point scorer for, for the code, I think. Mm. Definitely. 
And, you know, if there's no kind of Western force season to be had there starting next season, that's the, I guess that's, a, that's another factor. Yeah, and, and I think they're, um, they're doing the right thing, the rugby league, in, in as far as, okay, there's a lot of, um, a lot of comments being made, you know, with the force um, on, on their way out. Why isn't rugby league making plans to do this, this, this? Um, the game has um, played a, a few games every year over in Perth for about the last 10 years now, and I think they're going about it the right way. They're, they're setting things up, and mm-hmm. I think just to rush a, a pop-up uh, franchise-type team, that, that'd be a little bit baseless, I think. Agreed. I think overreach would, would be a bit of a problem. One question I'd throw out to you two guys is, um, you know, we, we've got the first couple of teams who would be designated the home teams out there. You know, do you think that's the kind of the idea? Who would you like to see basically play out there? Do you think that you know the league should be putting its kind of best foot forward in terms of matches, or... You know, um, what what do you think is the uh, who do you think is the, the kind of the best teams equipped or the best clubs equipped to kind of carry the banner forward out west? Yeah, I I think I'd love to see a Broncos Cowboys fixture, something like that over there to kick mm-hmm. it off. Some really big names, I think. Um, you know, those two teams go at it really well when they've both got full squads on the pitch, um, and I think that's the excitement factor. I think in an AFL. Um, town that Perth is, I mean, there's a lot of excitement when it comes to Australian rules. You know, if you have a look at how many moments of excitement and are in, are in an AFL match, there are so many with goals and things like that. Rugby league can be a bit more stagnant in terms of that kind of thing. So I think if you've got uh, the Broncos and the Cowboys there, that that's a really great um, illustration of the game. So you're, saying, you, so, so, so you're saying, Anthony, that something like that, that Broncos-Eels game a couple of weeks ago, 80 points kind of between them, that's the kind of match that we, they need to bring to Perth. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we need a close match. And something that's going to um, – some entertaining teams, some attacking teams. Uh, if you run two teams out there that just go by the book, like a Storm or something like that, a Bulldogs type type team. So yeah, bas- basically not Canterbury and not Souths. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I think we need, uh, especially for such an occasion, launching uh, the stadium over there. I think we need two really big attacking teams, and um, you know that's that, that's the way I'd be going. Yeah, and um, and another, you both bring up good points. Like I think the most important thing to remember is you'll be giving a, a team back to Perth and they're not silly over there they know what rugby league is they've had a flavour of it they don't want to be insulted with two um, or four, even four mediocre teams do they I think yeah, you're right Anthony like it's important to if they're going to have this make it a really good product make it worth them paying their money you know paying their, their membership to whatever club they're going to choose that already exists and uh, and, and, and fire up from there yeah so you need star-studded sides, um, especially in the lead-up PR-wise. Um, the people that these, you know, people from over there, players that people from over there are aware of, you know, your Thurston's uh, and, and those types of players. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Remind me again, yeah. when's the – they're bringing Origin there, right? There's an, is there an Origin match? That's, is, it, is it in 2019 they're doing I, it? I can't re- – I've, I've lost yeah. track whether it was 18 yeah. or 19. So, you know, the, just Anthony mentioning star-studded. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Called, called that to mind. So, yeah, I mean, that is a, kind of another kind of key piece that they're kind of – as you say, James, it seems that they're building to something, and it's kind of smart, I think, yeah, you know, yeah. rather than, yeah, just kind of just dropping a team in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that would be really – yeah, I'm really pumped for that start. Um, whoever, yeah, yeah, and we hope that uh, they do come up with two high-profile rivals for uh, 
for the Bulldogs in, in, in South next Is season. that actually going to be the first game of the year? Is that a Friday night? Have they, have they announced that or oh. fixtured it yet? I mean, or yeah. is it going to be like a Thursday? Is it going to be a Thursday night game that might yeah, precede, precede it? Top and yeah, I don't precede, know. We I don't know. Yeah, right. I see your point because that's when they, they started the last two seasons on a Thursday, a Thursday night. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think Thursday, two games on a Thursday night would be an odd way to, st- you know, in Perth would be an odd way to kind of, yeah, I don't know what that would do to the crowd out there, but um, no, no. yeah, uh, yeah. That, I guess that's up to the up to the schedule still. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Um, so we'll move on now to what the finals are going to look like, and uh, I just wanted to ask you two blokes: Has your mind changed um, uh, um, as far as last night's result goes? Last night's result being the the win by the Broncos over the Cowboys. Like, does it really shake things up as far as the the, the machinations of, of the eight go? Yeah, I think so, definitely. Um, as it stands now, we've got uh, Manly and the Cowboys on identical for and against. So um, if Manly lose, uh, they're out. That's how it stands at the moment. I think that's a that's a big thing. Manly have to win um, uh, unless the Dragons fall to the Bulldogs. So I, I can't foresee um, the Dragons losing that. So I think the Dragons will win, which means Manly have to get over your your Panthers, James. <laughs> that. I, I, I don't actually mind that, but just as long as you don't beat us by 37 or more points. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll even throw the ball to you every now and then and let you score a try, just as long as you, you don't really put the boot in. Yeah. 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 What, what about you, Jeff? Um, it's, you always kind of want to see in these circumstances teams able to control their own destiny. Yeah, um, yeah. And I guess the other thing you don't want to see is, is too many circumstances where... Uh, you, know, you, you have a, a team that that basically has nothing left to play for. Kind of, yeah. kind of hand it to the, to the team that does. So, and that's the problem. so, so yeah. Bulldogs, yeah. yeah, try your try your hearts out. Yeah, yeah this uh, this uh, is it Sunday. I think I think their, their game is. But um, yeah, it uh, it is kind of an interesting kind of um, I guess what is it three into into the into the last two. two yeah, um, yeah I, I've been surprised at kind of how well kind of North Queensland has held up through the you know the, the latter part of the season. So kind of to be uh, kind of on kind of finals watch uh, to do to, to do the waiting uh, kind of through through the west, rest of the weekend. I guess that's better than like being in um, kind of where where the dragons were and, and possibly kind of having to. Um, to watch and see if wh- whether their game would be kind of consequential at all, but uh, mm. I, I'm, I'll, I'll be curious to see how how Penrith comes out for that game uh, because it, it can go either way. I mean, they, they're playing, I think, for improved uh, finals position, uh, but you know, beyond that, I mean, they're in. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. they could, you know, all they have to do, as you say, James, is not lose by thirty seven. <laughs> so you know, and, and, yeah. but um, their motivation beyond that. Is certainly not what uh, certainly not what Manly's is. So um, yes, uh, you know, Anthony, your thoughts. I mean, like you, of course, have been you know absolutely sterling in your predictions for Manly this season. So, he's he's been know. waiting to do this, mate. So <laughs> he's been waiting to get right into you. You know, well, I mean, yeah, for your state of mind as, as a true Sea Eagles supporter, if you miss the finals, but then you could say this has been a good season. It's, it's exceeded expectation. What what would be kind of the expectations management of the Manly fan of the uh, Manly Warringah fan right now that uh, you know that uh, how this how this season has panned out? Yeah, well, the start of the season was was terrible. I mean, I went to the, the first three or four home games and they were absolutely annihilated. And I thought, here we go, this is going to be a long season. I actually 
wrote a story, uh, put it online, um, that they were going to win the wooden spoon, and it, and it absolutely went off. A lot of people like to like to think that Manly were going to win the wooden spoon. And then they just turned it around. Some of the performances they put in, they really showed that they they can compete and beat the best of them. So after seeing their potential and those 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 matches, especially when they strung together that really solid part of the season, you know they they were a top four team. They were playing like one. Mm-hmm. Now I guess it's the the youth factor. It's catching up with them and their lack of depth. I mean, losing Curtis Surinam was was huge. Um, that's really been the catalyst for, for Manly's downfall because they just don't have solid backup. They're a young team uh, and they're inconsistent. In saying that, uh, to be so close now, uh, and, and like I said, to have seen how well they've played, if they don't make finals, I'll be really disappointed. Uh, I spe- yeah, like I said, they're, they're playing really, um, they've got the potential to play really well, um, but their defence is shoddy. I mean, is it worth them sneaking into the eight uh, and getting trounced first game. Um, I guess experience-wise, they are a young team, and any finals experience is good experience. So, but to answer your question, Jeff, I, I would be disappointed, mate, if they missed out. Yeah, I, I, I think I mean just on that, the team that you really want to avoid if you're a top four team, sorry, bottom four team, is is a team like Cronulla mm. that they will rip apart one of these Penrith or, or, or Cowboys or Manly um, that who aren't very experienced in finals. They're so hardened. They're just waiting for whoever they get matched up against. Um, I don't think there's too much momentum in any of these bottom four teams, and they all deserve the uncertainty that they have. To, to be relying on other results is not where you want to be. Uh, yes, they've all had their injuries throughout the year, and especially the cows, but they all deserve where they sit as far as I'm concerned. They're not haven't been consistent at all. Penrith were... They've been a shadow of... of uh, their uh, 2016 efforts and um, yeah, if only if only uh, Manly could have held up that great form at the start of the year, they were really looking like a top three or four team, weren't they? Well, yeah. I I cast my mind ahead of just this this pod. I, I cast my mind back to I had to take a look. At, I took a look at the, um, the 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 season preview edition that we put together. Kind of last well, it was before March. It was the March edition, but before March, and you know to kind of like relocate kind of my mind space about where we were back then if you if you take a look at it and you want to talk about who kind of outperformed what we thought they were going to do back at the start of the season you definitely say manly and you definitely say um uh, the dragons but um yeah I, I think your read on it is, is essentially correct anthony I, I, for for manly right now it's a young side i think they've a, a achieved that generational turnover that you know it was a really difficult thing for the club to do over the last uh, last few seasons, and mm. I think making a final, even if it were to get kind of get ripped in the very first week week uh, weekend of the finals, wouldn't really be that bad a thing for a young side. Like you'd you'd see, even if they were to miss, you'd say to yourselves, "This is a, a team that will surely make the eight next year." With just the curve that their that their young players and you know are on, and you know you look at kind of the identity that, that they've got out of them. That you know when you when you say Manly now, you say the Tabojeviches. You know it's just um, I, I think they're, they're kind of in a good place. So you know um, even even a loss kind of this weekend, kind of an, an exit or a, a, an early exit or an exit next weekend, I think would be would be kind of terribly kind of injurious, I, I, I would think, but then I'm not a Manly fan, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I... Yeah, yeah, no, um, I was just going to say, too, um, uh, what, like I was going to ask what our thoughts were as far as teams at this stage with, with a month of finals to go. 
who are the teams that can really challenge the storm? Um, I'd, I'd, I'd throw up um, the Broncos on last night's. So I keep on keep on saying last night's on Thursday night's effort. They were just so sharp, um, and they they really got that combination with uh, Nicarima and, and Milford going, and, and Ben Hunt is uh, filling in fantastically for um, for, for their for their uh, hooker there. I'd, I can really see them firing up at the right time like a Wayne Bennett team um, normally does. I suppose the, uh, the excitement is really starting to generate up there, Anthony, as far as um, you know, Queensland fans go. It is, mate, it is. And I totally agree. A Wayne Bennett side is always a dangerous side. Um, yeah. I've been really impressed with Ben Hunt going back to number nine. I think he's been sensational. Cody Nicarima, like you said, he, he's playing some good football. His attack last night was really, really good. I've been really impressed with Ben Hunt's defence, um, actually. He's just been um, guiding them around. The only problem now is what what, what uh, to make of Darius Boyd. Um, yeah. Now, he's, he went down. Obviously, he didn't play the second half last night. Uh, to lose Darius Boyd uh, for any game would be, would be a huge loss. Um, you know, he just provides that X factor. Um, you know, that calming hand, um, you know, he was a little bit down on form against Parramatta, but, but if they lose him, um, that, that's devastating. But if they don't, if he's there, I can really see uh, Brisbane challenging. And that's the mood up here at the moment. A lot of people are feeling pretty confident. I know they had that, that lapse against the Eels uh, uh, last week, um, but they've, they've, they've returned pretty well. And uh, I could see them really challenging. Uh, I love their attack. Yeah, they're just so they've got that X factor. James Roberts has been sensational. Yep. The winkers are outstanding. Um, uh, Sims is a big loss for them, though. Sims is a huge loss, but I can see them challenging for sure. Andrew McCulloch was that uh, little known star hooker that I was trying to think of. Um, what about you, Jeff? Are you, are you with I... Brisbane or are you considered another rival? For, yeah, for honestly, Melbourne? James, it's like I said to you, I think before the pod, I think it's one of those years where. There is such a clear kind of standout team. I think it'll be it's one of those years where if, you know, if Melbourne doesn't win, it's kind of a mistake. I think they've clearly been the best side. You know, um, I, I think it doesn't get more clear cut than having the, you know, the best attacking record and the best defensive record. Yep. You, know, you know, this is probably their best kind of team in years. And this is no guarantee that they're actually going to win the premiership. But I think on balance, you can basically say, even if they weren't to get there, have one of those last hurdle stumbles, as you say, that yeah, they yeah. have. Yeah. I, I think it'll be a case where, yeah, the, the best team didn't win the comp this year. So I, I think ultimately, yeah, um, I don't really have a lot of faith in, in, in a lot of the, any other, <laughs> in a lot of any of, of, of any of the other contenders. But um, yeah, that, that's not to say they're unbeatable or they can't lose. Cause you know, this is, this is rugby league, but um yeah, I, I would be surprised if yeah if they. I'm not. St- it's not to say that they'll they'll roll everybody that they'll dominate kind of you know like blow teams out like you know because that's that's not their way they're they're expert at winning and, and managing games and winning them yeah. but um, yeah uh, it could be interesting to see kind of a team that that might emerge I mean I think you know kind of you point to something kind of very true James. Cronulla is just a very t- tough, tough team to beat. Yeah, they're, so, they're and at this time yeah. of year, I, I really would, if you kind of like were to hold me to it right now, mainly because, you know, I really don't have a lot of faith in, in, in para, you know, um, you know uh, 
the roosters maybe, but um, yeah, I mean, if you were to kind of hold a gun to the head right now, I'd probably show more faith in, in the Sharks than kind of anyone else. And geez, that's, that's a hell of a thing to say about, <laughs> you know, about Cronulla, you know, when you consider what their, you know, their historical reputation is. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. It's going to be a fast and furious uh, month ahead. So, yeah. Um, all right. So moving on uh, to our heroes and zeros um, of the week, um, I went ahead and, and nominated one uh, ahead of ahead of time, um, my hero, uh, and, and you guys can contribute a hero of, of your own. But mine was I, I don't even know who was in control of the um, Roosters uh, Sharks game at Shark Park last week. But uh, Luke Keary had um, pulled off this tackle on uh, Luke Lewis. There was about nine minutes to go. Um, the Roosters were ahead fourteen uh, eight, and uh, Luke Keary tackled Luke Lewis and raked the ball out. It was an obvious professional foul. And uh, it was just, uh, it was so refreshing to see the ref just like blow the penalty and, and send Kiri to the, uh, to the sim bin for, for 10 minutes. I thought, we, we want the referees to do this. We, we, we ask for it every week, week in, week out. When are they going to send somebody off? And, and, and they did. And, and I thought that was, that was a, a good call. So good go the refs. You need to see more of that. It's funny. I've got a hero of the week, James. Um, yep. And my hero of the week is, is a referee as well, or a former referee in Bill okay. Harris. Um, I was, uh, he's come out and said that uh, if he was refereeing the game at the moment, that he would sin bin Cameron Smith for his chatter. And I just thought that was a really funny thing to say. He said, I think he said he'd be on the bench getting splinters. So uh, <laughs> as, as a Queenslander, Cameron Smith, um, his overbearing nature does irk me as well. And uh, no, that's something to to say, even though he's, uh, he does it very well for Queensland. Um, but, yeah, he gets way too involved. So I was really, really stoked to hear uh, Bill Harrigan say that. Not many people put uh, Cameron Smith in his place, that's for sure. True, true. Yep. And um, our zero, uh, my zero nomination is uh, quite clear-cut, Josh Dugan. <laughs> You don't miss the bus, do you? Is, is there an excuse to miss the well, bus? Well, th- this has become a topic of conversation. Like, we bring this... I, well, I well, it's actually, I won't throw anybody else into it. I bring this up all the time because I'm curious, you know, particularly kind of here in Sydney with all these teams, Do how often do players drive themselves to the ground? Mm. <laughs> or do they, what do they do? Do they drive themselves to, like, you know, the, 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 the club, right? Yeah. And then they catch the bus to the ground? Because weren't we talking about this as an incident where, um, where uh, a player earlier this year got T-boned by their coach? Oh, really? <laughs> in, sorry, what was that? Was it Gareth Widdop? Yeah, I think that was, oh, yeah, that was, that, that was it. And Mary McGregor, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Mary passed and picked him up or something. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just it's it's not on. It's um, yeah, especially this day and age when you, when teams are trying to get so, um, so deep and involved in, in professional team culture to not join your team. That's pretty much the worst thing you can do in this day and age. Listen, uh, it wasn't the the big issue here though. The juxtaposition of you know, um, yeah, Dugan misses the bus. Yep. McGregor kind of sticks to his principles, holds him out. Yeah. Dugan goes drinking before an origin match, yeah. yet turns up in a blues jumper just fine. <laughs> and then Laurie Daly has to, you know, it's, you know the, the timing just is such that, you know, Daly sacked about, you know, the same time, you know, just, you know, just, uh, just uh, recently as well. So, you know, yeah. that was a really kind of, kind of, you know, kind of, a, I guess, a bad look among many, I guess, <laughs> lately, yeah, for, for, for the New South Wales setup. But, you know, that, uh, that kind of was a very striking kind of, uh, you know, kind of 
kind of uh, convergence of events for me. Definitely, and and the thing is, with it's it's Josh Dugan, right? I mean, this is this is the guy. He's fa- he's really been the uh, the face of the demise of the Blues, whether that's fair or not. But um, it's it's emerged. Obviously, probably you guys have heard that he actually missed the plane back uh, after their loss to Brisbane. Now he he fronted the media and denied this, so he's he's just blatantly lied to the media because his team teammates have actually confirmed. Uh, and other insiders that he actually has did did miss the plane. So this is a second incident from this guy. Now he's potentially leaving the club this Sunday, right? This could be his last game before he goes to Cronulla. He doesn't he doesn't leave places well, does he? On good terms. I mean, look at how he left Canberra. Um, I mean, is this a Josh Dugan problem? Um, I mean, he, kudos to Mary for doing it. I mean, it, it very well the, the the season hinged on on last week as well, and they came out and played really well. But this is a Josh Dugan thing. Um, this guy needs to have a bit of a look at himself. You guys... Maybe he's just got a problem with, you know, travel schedules, you know, like Mrs. Planes, <laughs> Mrs. Planes, Mrs. Buses. Maybe he's perfectly fine in every other facet of life. But... He, has, he has travel reading timetables here. <laughs> yeah, he just can't do it. Yeah, I heard um, Richard Friedman on um, Triple M through the week, and he was talking about this, and, and he said... This is this is the risk that you run when you take on Josh Dugan. You, mm. you, there's baggage, that's what comes with him, uh, and the Sharks are just going to have to put up with it. It might may or may not happen once or twice a year. That's just yeah, and that's that's the price, hey. Uh, this is also one of those scenarios mm-hmm. where maybe a stronger team culture kind of kind of resolves that. Maybe yeah. you know one of the kind of more senior guys at Cronulla kind of pulls him into line, yeah. but you know, it, it really is. As you say, Anthony, it's a track record now. Like you're buying into the, you know, you've got a, you're buying into the problem yeah. to a degree. And let's face it, you know, I mean, he's certainly got the talent that people are going to take the risk of buying into the into the potential problem. Cool. Yeah, um, should we get into some matchups? Yes, please. Yes. Yeah, let's excellent. So the last round of the comp. Um, so of course, so we've discussed last night's game, um, last night's Broncos win over the Cows. Uh, Friday night, uh, Parramatta taking on uh, the Rabbitohs, aimed at Stadium, 7.50. Kayser uh, Pritchard and both Scott have been listed. Um, they, they may or may not be back, and if they are, they'll be massive uh, inclusions for, um, for the Eels. I can't see anything um, else but an Eels win here. Um, what do you guys reckon? Yeah, absolutely. I think the Eels will... Will do it easily. I mean, they have to. If they want to uh, challenge for the premiership, they've got to really play well. Um, I, I can't see it going any other way. What about you, Jeff? Uh, top four still on the line here. So, yeah, that, that's, that's significant. You always want that extra chance. So, yeah, I can't see why yeah, they wouldn't be particularly motivated against a side that has particularly no motivation. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, approach it, I approach that game really lazily just seen, but that's right, top four. This is massive for, for Parramatta, so, yeah. Um, all right. Kind of remarkable for a side that you probably thought at one point in the season, you know, would not have a shot. At the t- their, their points differential was negative up until a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and, like, and I know he's injured, but um, Quinn Gutherson, who, who would have thought that he yeah. would have turned into the player uh, um, for, for the Eels that, that, he, that he did? You sort of looked at him and thought, you've got to play Quinn Gutherson somewhere, but he's just demanded his spot. Um, in that side, hasn't he? Yeah. he? He really has. And another one, I mean, I was very critical of Mitch Moses uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. on this very podcast, but, geez, he, uh, he, he's, he's certainly been playing absolutely phenomenally. 
Um, the recruitment managers there at, at Parramatta, uh, well done. Uh, they know a lot more than me, obviously. But he's, he's been outstanding. He's just been phenomenal. So um, Gutho, obviously a big loss. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're, they're playing really well. And, and kudos to uh, to Brad Arthur. I mean, the season they had last year, to bring those guys back, I mean, what a fantastic leader he is. Uh, everyone buying in. Um, you know, it's, it's good to see them going well. I mean, it's been... 31 years since I've last won a flag. Um, it's, it's a long time coming. Yeah, for sure. All right, so Roosters-Titans on um, Saturday at 3pm, uh, Allianz Stadium. Um, Roosters are pretty much solid as, um, you know, they're fine. But the poor Titans, like on top of everything else that they've endured, I was just having a look through their injuries. They've got, um, oh, Jared Wallace is suspended, but also Dale Copley, Tyrone Roberts and Nathan Peets. They're all just. They're not going to be there for their last game. What a what a what an apt um, end to a dreadful season, isn't it? Is William Zillman there going to be there for his last <laughs> yeah. game? Did you hear about that, mate, Anthony? What's that? Uh, but William Zillman. He um, was apparently uh, either farewelled last week or this. He's going to be farewelled this week by the Titans, yeah. despite the fact uh, he's extended um, to one more season for them. So they. Bit of a mix-up in communication there. <laughs> Doesn't that just say everything about the Titans? I mean, yeah. gee, what a season. I mean, at the start of the year, I was really, really rooting for the Titans. I thought they were, even though they were losing, they were playing tough, gritty football. Um, it, was, it looked like they could really turn the corner there. Maybe not this year, but in, in coming years. But it just all fell in a heap. They just, they'd lost everything. And, you know, the old Hain plane, how's, how's he going to finish the year, fellas? Yeah, he's on fire, isn't he? He's, he's sensational. <laughs> what a great year. What a great comeback. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. He's just really silenced his critics, hasn't he? I mean, like, <laughs> the best to see from Jared, you know, he's, he's just really shut everyone up. <laughs> I like my prediction of oh, when, when he comes back, yeah, 10, 20,000 more extra people through the gate every week. He's just a star. And they, they, there's just this massive disconnect, isn't there, between um, Jared Hain. Um, upon his arrival and now it's just oh. fast forward and uh, it's a dreadful situation isn't it well i remember when he when he went to the states um he had his own icon on the daily telegraph you know you, you got like sport weather pain i mean that's what <laughs> this guy was i mean and he's come back to rugby league and uh he really hasn't done what what he's getting paid to do 1.2 million a year i mean you you, you got to be producing the goods yeah, yeah. Have they decided on a coach for them for next year? For Titans? No. no. Who's even coaching them now? Did, did Henry just stop? Like, I, I, I don't even, I, I've lost track of that whole situation. Yeah, the two assistants um, are, are coaching at the moment. Uh, Jeff Smoothie's actually in the running. Kevin Walters has just said, no, thank you. I mean, Smart that's always good to say that. He's just waiting for uh, Wayne Bennett to hang up the boots there at, at Brisbane in the next couple of years, and he'll take over. Um, over there, so the Walker brothers—they coach the Ipswich Jets. That's the one I want to. That's the one I want to see. Me too. Really unorthodox, mm. hey Jeff. I, I yeah. think they could really turn turn the club around, play that beautiful football that won them the Intra Super Cup a couple of years ago. Well, even if they don't, I mean, one of them, one of my great kind of you know, private kind of you know, you know, bugbears, hobby horses of the NRL is that yeah, everyone kind of plays the same way and. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do kind of with the narrowness of the channel you got to pass through to actually get a chance of being a senior coach in the NRL. 
and the walkers have kind of come to it a bit differently. Like, I, like that's kind of what I'd like to see kind of more coaches in the NRL get a chance at. Like, you know, do something at a lower level, do something real different at a lower level. And, uh, yeah, I, I'd like to see if they could, yeah, um, make a go of it. Yeah, uh, that, that different style of uh, football they play. But um, just, and if nothing else, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure how, how the dynamic works, whether you, you kind of, have them as co-coaches or one is the coach and one is the top assistant or what's the, yeah, how that, how that works too. But um, yeah, reading about uh, Ipswich a few years back, yeah, it just, I just love to see, it, you know, someone, someone give a shot and you know, what better place than Gold Coast? Cause like if, you know, why else would you be interested? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, in the, in the Titans. So, you know, this, this, I think it would give a, uh, a really uh, good level of, uh, yeah, of uh, frisson to, um, yeah, to a situation that can, kind of be depressing otherwise yeah, yeah. No, we'll, we'll see we'll see um, exactly and i think the, the other interesting component of this like you said jeff is would one be uh the head coach another one be an assistant because they're a package deal i'm not are, sure yeah. i think they go halves in their wage at the moment um down there at Ipswich. they're not paid the same amount separately um so that'd be really interesting Two hundred thousand each is that what the, is that what the, the way to go so there's a lot of interesting uh things that make up that that call Oh, oh, fantastic. Yeah, and, and I think the last time we saw some, even something like that was um, back when the Raiders were coached by Don Ferner and Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett, yeah. I think they were, they were dead set down the line. They were co-coaches. Mm. I think, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, oh, well, it, it, it might work. Um, all right, so Saturday, 5.30pm at Lotto Land, you've got the Manly Seagulls versus the Panthers. Um, your, your man, Anthony, uh, Curtis Sirenan, he's been named in the second row. Um, so good to see him back. Like we were talking about him before, he just provided so much go forward um, through the first half of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's he's a huge addition for sure. Uh, interestingly, a uh, couple of things here. Uh, firstly, uh, there'll be a, a lap of honour uh, for Brett Stewart, Matt Ballin, and Steve Maddai. Interestingly, Steve Maddai has pulled out of the the lap of honour. Um, uh, there was no quote given from Mad Eye, which which lends me uh, to believe that he may be a little bit disgruntled of, of how he was treated this year by Manly. I know that um, that the club were trying to get his uh, wage exonerated from the salary cap, um, as with Brett Stewart, but that was declined by Manly. So that's a real shame. Um, Steve Mad Eye um, was a was a wonderful player, great servant uh, since his debut in two thousand and five. It would have been wonderful to see him uh, get farewell there. Obviously, played in four grand finals, won two premierships, 2008 2011. So that's a real shame for me. Um, All righty. So that uh, that takes us to Storm and the Raiders on Saturday night, 7.30 at Amy Park. Um, Storm are, uh, unfortunately for the Raiders, they're unchanged. Uh, absolutely no injuries at all. No changes. They, the Storm are just rolling a rolling ahead and uh Sia Soliola um is back for the Raiders so that, that that's good news for for them um that that's um high shot, high and late shot that he did, did on Billy Slater just seems so long ago now doesn't it it's who would have thought that you know he, he this player would actually be back um it's actually a really really good return for, for the Raiders to to finish their season with it is I mean it's going to be interesting to see how he plays he's been a huge loss for them, I think. Um, was a really had a great season. Um, all the boys love him a lot. Um, you know, the disappointing thing here is that this should be a match 
that um, could have potentially got the Raiders into the finals. Um, yeah. You know, obviously we picked them for the uh, for the premiership this year, didn't we, guys? I mean, we they've did. been so disappointing. Um, lose, lost a lot of games by six or less points. Uh, you know, a lot of soul searching for them. I mean, Ricky Stewart's done a lot of soul searching. He's actually came out and said that he's unfortunately turned into the old Ricky Stewart again, whatever that means, over the last sort of six or eight weeks. So Sorry, that's uh, he, he's forgot he's forgotten how to coach as he is. That? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think he's made two final series in fourteen years of coaching or fifteen years of coaching or something. But anyway, yeah, I, I think um, I think the storm will, will put a, a, a huge number on them. What about you, Jeff? I, yeah, I, I'm always a bit suspect about, you know, kind of two teams that, you know, like the Storm re- really don't have a hell of a lot of motivation to play hard, except for the fact that you, you, you don't really want bad habits to creep in kind of at this time of year. And, you know, and Canberra's, you know, would have even kind of less, you know, kind of less urgency. But, um, yeah, it, it really does shape as as one of those things where yeah, like Melbourne's just going to put it, you know, kind of as the last kind of you know, kind of home game of the of, at least um, of the regular season. They'll probably obviously they'll play home finals, but uh, yeah, they they will hang a huge number on them. It just it just has that feeling, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you could tell what the um, NRL draw makers were thinking at the yeah, start of exactly. the year. Exactly. Okay, let, let's make the Cowboys play the Broncos. Melbourne up against Canberra. It'll be a great way to end the season. And it just hasn't worked out that way, has it? Yeah. No, no. Um, alrighty, so next up is um, the Sunday 2pm game, uh, the Knights and the Sharks. Jack Bird is uh, named in, in the reserves for the Sharks, and that's basically it as far as changes go. Um, this will be another one where this will be a really good opportunity to, for the Sharks to fine-tune their attack, um, I'd imagine. I mean, they and they lost to the Knights this year, didn't they, guys? Oh, they did too. So, this is a potentially really important game, like you said, um, for the Storm, uh, Jeff. You know, no, no bad habits creeping in. I think they'll want to come out and play really well, um, and they should do. Um, They've got the superior side, obviously. I'd be really surprised if the Knights um, uh, beat them for sure. I admire though what Newcastle has done in this latter part of the year. Definitely. I think I think, they're, I think they're on their way to becoming like an honest to goodness functional NRL side, which I, I don't think you could have said in the in the last couple of years. I mean, they're not a, a team now that you can just kind of, you know, you, you, when they come up on the schedule, it's like oh, you can just pencil that W in. It's it's Newcastle. I think they're, you know, I think they were a little better last year. They're a little better again this year, and I think next year, you know, Certainly not like thinking about the eight yet, but um, yeah, can definitely yeah think <laughs> expect more than you know, uh, finishing sixteenth. Definitely, and, and and I reckon that's the pressure game of the round. It's uh, not not uh, Melbourne, it's not Brisbane. It, the pressure game is whoever's playing Newcastle. Mm-hmm. You really have to perform, otherwise people are going to dump on you all week. It's a, a bit of a pride thing, isn't it? That's that's it. That's up there too, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. Obviously, they have not been able to travel at all this <laughs> year. So, um, yeah, a better chance there. Yeah, all righty. Um, second last game of the round is uh, Dragons and Bulldogs, and this will pretty much wrap up everything as far as who finishes where. Uh, Josh Dugan is back, um, so it wasn't all that much of a punishment. It was one game. Uh-huh. What if he misses the bus again? <laughs> what if he, yeah, he misses the bus from Wollongong to Sydney. Um, <laughs> Kurt Mann is um, going to be playing seven, and Josh McCrone... Um, is on the bench, and this is Josh Reynolds' farewell game. So, 
Uh, he's been named on the reserve list. He, he'll do anything, I reckon, to, to play this game. His last game for, for the Bulldogs, it's going to be um, very emotional one way or the other. Well, this is it, isn't it? I mean, as a team, uh, if you're the Bulldogs, obviously not going to make the finals. Is 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 preventing another team making the finals a, a little bit of a, well, at least we've achieved something, you know? Yeah. Is... I think it is because being a Penrith fan, that's pretty much for 15, 20 years, our only motivation for, <laughs> for existing towards the end. It was, okay, we're going we're gonna to stuff this team's year up. Like, that's an awful way to think, but it's it's it's... It's motivation, isn't it? I agree. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I have to say about this this game is that this is really the the game that matters in my in my household because uh, yeah. my wife she's a Dragons fan and her dad is is a Bulldogs fan. So mm. th- this game has resonance like way beyond what what its implications are for the rest of the league because it basically denotes delineates bragging rights between yeah, father and daughter, and I've got to hear about it for basically the the week following. So you know. Yeah. You know, it, no, no matter what kind of you know, if this game has any practical outcome, it uh, it, it will matter just in that in that context. <laughs> and Josh, I mean, that's a huge other part, isn't it, guys? Um, yeah. He's 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 such a lovable character as as far as the Bulldogs fans go. Um, he's going to the Tigers on a big deal. Um, the, the dogs just couldn't keep him. Um, he'll want to leave on a on a really positive note. I mean, we saw those um, the jubilation there at uh, at at uh, at Belmore Oval his last home game there so um a lot of guys should hopefully turn out for this one and um he'll be he'll be really really excited to leave on a high note and he's much loved within the team so i i I reckon they'll be doing everything they can to send him out on a high note so there's a few interesting little things going on in this match yeah absolutely yeah and 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 that's uh neatly ties us into the final game of the season is uh and that's the tigers and warriors with woods and tedesco farewelling um uh the tigers um and uh, Luke Brooks and Elijah Taylor are back for for the Tigers. So, and that's that's going to be another emotional uh, day at Leichhardt, um, Tedesco and Woods especially with um, with their ties to the club. So, we'll wonder if they're uh, booed off the field or, or cheered <laughs> off the field by, by the. They're a pretty tough crowd, that Leichhardt crowd. Wonder wonder how it's going to go. That's just it, Leichhardt. Like you know, you know, kind of you know, the coincidence. Yeah, I agree with you. It will be tough. I guess I mean, that, that's your motivation to win. <laughs> you, you don't win, you know, win and you, you're less likely to be booed off. That's it. I mean, the, the fans were very vocal about their disapproval when, um, especially when Woods signed with, uh, with the Bulldogs, you know, he was getting booed and things. And um, he almost welcomed that. He just said it was, was a reflection of their passion. But <laughs> being their last game, uh, you would expect these two guys, especially Tedesco, he's been playing unbelievable obviously going to the roosters he uh is is has just been massive so i i, I can't see uh the tigers losing and they've been playing um good footy of late too yeah for sure for sure just yeah um uh, sending those players out um on, on a winning note yeah it's it, it, it's it'll be good to see good to see um we might move on um we'll move on to the world cup and we we, we have a bit of a mention of, of the world cup every week just want to throw the question out there: um, How do you feel the interest level is in the World Cup at the moment? Like, what um, roughly two months out from the tournament? Like, it's, it's it seems to have gotten a lot of coverage throughout the whole season, and, and I've been really impressed and surprised by that. I must say, yeah. um, my feeling of it, yeah, I, just on that level, yes. 
I think the thing that's kind of uh, kind of hurt it, uh, undermined it a bit recently is you're most apt to hear about the World Cup in connection to the, po to the possibility of the players boycotting the World yeah, Cup. That's, that's really been kind of the news development lately that hasn't been kind of been particularly helpful to, um, to the tournament. I think it's one of those things that, you know, once we've cleared kind of, uh, we've cleared kind of the comp uh, interest and uh, yeah, kind of we'll, we'll begin to ramp up a little. But, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I am certainly no knock on kind of the organization of the, of the event itself, who I think they've kind of tried to build interest in, in quite a good way. Certainly, uh, we're kind of we're excited about it here, but um, yeah, it, it's and I think it's going to land in a good time of the year. Uh, it'll kind of get some airspace, but um, just as it stands right now, yeah, I, you know, the calendar is just so full that um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, fans really have to more think about what's just in front of them and what's yeah. in front of them right now is a pretty exciting final series with a lot of well-followed well, well clubs. Yeah, and in Brisbane, Anthony, like uh, the final is going to be there and it's apparently the home of rugby league these days and um, <laughs> yeah, it, it must be... It apparently. Must be apparently. <laughs> it must be building Get rid of that word, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely building up here, but I must say, after living in down there uh, for, for 12 months... Um, you know, I've said this before, uh, Sydney is the home of rugby league. I mean, there's so many matches played down there. Up here, what have we got in Brisbane? 12 games a year uh, and 12 games an hour down the road on the Gold Coast. Um, but in saying that, um, definitely it's, it's building up here. I mean, you pick up any paper and on, on the back page is, uh, is the Brisbane Broncos. So, um, you know, it's in, they're, in a, they're in a good space. So I, I think it's definitely building up here. But, you know, as far as the World Cup's concerned, guys, I... I don't know. Uh, I agree with you, Jeff. That's all you're sort of hearing about it. The guys might boycott it. So, yeah, I, I think closer to the time, uh, it, it'll definitely build up, especially with New Zealand. Hopefully, uh, Great Britain can um, can put in a, um, a solid effort as well. Yeah, Great Britain's the key to a successful rugby league tournament, isn't it? Yeah. It's up to them to provide that third option and, and, and as well as a fourth one, like a Fiji or, or PNG or whoever. Although, James, you and I, we heard an interesting idea during the week, and I, th I think this is yeah, quite true. One of the things that's probably hurt, again, the, the momentum, I, this sounds like we've been fairly, I've been fairly negative on, the, on, this, on this question, but no, I, I really am not. But I think uh, the Warriors, kind of the disappointing season of the Warriors has put a dampener a bit, Definitely. particularly on, um, not, not that they're equivalent, but uh, on, on New Zealand's, the, the, key, the national, uh, national team, New Zealand's chances towards uh, this cup which I think is disappointing because you know the, it really looked like where that outfit was trending a couple of years ago that they could be a viable long-term contender to to Australia so I can only hope that you know they kind of once they clear kind of that's you know this season and maybe get some uh yeah kind of get into camp with each other and you know put on some good performances because I yeah when New Zealand's when the Kiwis are good I think that really is a help too all righty yeah um, good answer good answer Jeff all righty so we'll move on to um uh, our Twitter question that we threw out there uh, just before um, on air. I'll throw it to you two guys, though, if you could quickly want to uh, provide an answer. Um, would a challenge system be a good alternative to the bunker? What do you reckon? Absolutely. I mean, we've seen so many times this year a result has hinged on a decision, and ultimately a lot of those decisions are wrong. Um, to have this in your back pocket um, would, would be crucial. Are we talking... How many challenges will we get? One for the match, two, three. I guess yeah, that's yeah. 
one per, one per half, half maybe one per half, yeah. one per half. that'd be good i i totally agree with it i mean there are so many times when you just go wow um you know and, and which is a shame because they're they've got so many opportunities to get it right but it is a bit of a failing system the bunker i know there was so much spent on it so it's not like the nrl would would readily admit that they're uh, having major problems with it but i i would be all for um a challenge system similar to the um to the nfl cool what do you reckon Jeff? I pose the question, so uh, <laughs> I guess I'm tipping my hand. I, I like it. I think it, um, it it puts a bit more of a gameplay element into it. Yeah, like, it the, you know, the players, you know, when you involve the players. Um, a little bit yeah. like that uh, phone a friend sort of. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, also, yeah, kind of you, you can you, how you use them strategically. I think it helps to improve game flow slightly. I think it would kind of yeah. put less of an onus on, on you know, the, the, the referees to continually having to refer. It, it also kind of gives them a safety net. It's just say, well, you made a mistake. Well, you could have challenged. Uh, the only thing um, is I would like to see a better signal for how you do a challenge than the way the cricketers do it, where they form that T. I think that's really dumb. That really <laughs> looks really stupid. So, you know. I, don't, I don't know how you do it in league. Like, Maybe you know, a like, pat on the head in, um, in honour of Steve Roach when he had <laughs> Eddie Ward on the head or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> should be really dramatic, right? You know, like you should be uh, pointed a pointed a board, or yeah. I don't know. You give him a little. I, I don't know. This sounds a bit too NFL esque to give him a flag to throw, or oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Um, uh, okay, so our um our viewers. Do you have viewers for podcasts? No, you don't, mate. You have listeners. <laughs> I'm not very good at this. Um, okay, so still. Although still I would like to see people who view our podcast, <laughs> listening through their eyes. Poor people. Poor people. <laughs> Uh, Steel Sports reckons yes, um, and if it's overturned, then you lose five metres. So if you're on a 20-metre line and you um, dispute a knock-on or, or a whatever or a forward pass, if, if they're one day allowed in, then, then yeah, you, you're marched back down the field. I would have thought you just lose the challenge. Yeah. The whole point of the challenge system is that you know, the challenges themselves are the currency. Like, so if your challenge is wrong, if the challenge is right, the challenge is intact. But if the like, challenge is wrong, you, you you spend the challenge. But I, yeah, but I, I like the extra penalties. Extra penalty on, on the side of it. Is yeah. five meters enough? Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. It'd be more like ten. Like you can gain ten meters just from you know you know from a hit up. Just a couple of steps, really. Five meters, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Some of the refs, the way they keep their ten, you know, Jesus, it's nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> you basically pick up the ball and you got five meters. Yeah, keep it seven and eight. Yeah. <laughs> AJ Mithen reckons um, wasn't it supposed to be in place uh, anyway? Uh, they in inverted commas, tested it in 2016. They did test it in 2016, and for the game that they tested it in, it, they didn't need it. So it was a bit of a fail <laughs> experiment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and uh, just just to finish off on this um, on, on this little, little segment, the best answer we got was from fake Dave Smith. So the question was, would a challenge system be a good alternative to the bunker? And he sent us a picture of a uh, colonial American firing squad. Um, and uh, I, I, qu I quizzed him further on this and he said, if it's going to be a challenge, it should be a, a, um, a proper challenge with severe consequences for the loser. <laughs> so he's, suggest he's suggesting um, death by firing squad if the uh, captain ends up having his decision overturned or whatever. Wow. That's pretty drastic, yeah. isn't it? Well, here's a thought for you, for you, Anthony. Do you think a challenge system would kind of quieten and down Cameron Smith or it would make him talk even more? Oh, jeez. 
Jeez, you just never know how Cam would Cam would react, would you? He does have to pipe down, though. And I'm a Queenslander, so there you go. It'd be funny. Maybe he'd start discussing with the ref up until the point where, like, Cam, are you going to use your challenge? Oh, that's just it. The whistleblower can say, Cam, are you going to use your challenge or not? Yeah. Yep. challenge, Cam. There you go. Cut that all stuff. There you go. Uh, very good. All righty. We'll, we'll, we better get going and go back to and, and do some actual work. Um, but just before we do, um, our September edition is on sale for another couple of weeks with Billy Slater on the cover. And normally we pick out a, a rugby league uh, flavour um, of, of, of that, that particular issue. And, and Jeff, for this edition, you put together an infograph, which isn't NRL um, centred, but it's mainly to the, it's centred on the uh, NFL. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. there was something that came out of that that really interested me, and that's that there are 32 teams in the NFL, and yep. we often the NFL prides itself on on parity, on the idea that uh, that you know every team is competitive or has a chance to kind of get into and win the Super Bowl, and I think the NRL kind of hews to the same kind of model. Interestingly, out of the 32 teams in the NFL, 13 have never won a Super Bowl, and at least another four have never even made it. And that kind of got me thinking with respect to the, the NRL, like 16 teams, uh, 15 of the 16 have, have made it. Um, uh, so I'm just kind of going through my mind. Now. And 14 have, uh, have, have won it. Uh, and the one, I guess, uh, which kind of, uh, to put in the context of our earlier conversation, is interestingly enough that has, yeah, is the hapless one. Admittedly, it's the youngest uh, team in the comp. But, uh, but Gold Coast. So, yeah, that, that actually speaks well to, to not, I guess, the structure of the comp, but also kind of rugby league as a sport. It's a sport that, you know, kind of has, I think, a lot of parity kind of wired into it. And um, although it must be noted, another interesting phenomenon is a lot of those droughts or it have, been, have been going by the wayside in recent years. Like, you know, you had, you've had Souths, uh, North Queensland and Cronulla all come off the board in recent years. So yeah, I just kind of found that quite quite an interesting trend. Absolutely. So uh, Parramatta, then they're uh, they're next up to break the break the drought. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, there's a bet for the board: Para or Gold Coast to win a premiership first. There you go. We'll read all about it in uh, in uh, Inside Sport uh, in our uh, September edition. Um, anything else, guys? Any. Anything else to That's finish it. up? It's great. It's been great. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's been awesome to uh, to talk some rugby league with a couple of experts and yourselves. We'll definitely have to have you back. Uh, yeah, kind of uh, finals finals time. Yeah, um, yeah. 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 Ma- manly or not, finals time. <laughs> Sounds great. All righty. Um, thank you very much for listening, everyone, and uh, we'll catch you next week. 